0: How many tackles can one man break you're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable humans need fantasy to be human Ooh. my goodness that was good you guys are pros the best relentless refusing to give up all right hit that horn babe let's dance
1: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Flex podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. I'm filling in for Chris Raybon this week, who is out sick for the first time in five years. I am joined, as always, by my colleague, Director of Predictive Analytics, Sean Kerner. And this is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 18 Obviously, due to the terrible ongoing Damar Hamlin situation, uh, a lot of things are in flux across the league, so we're going to do our best to provide the coverage we can with the information available right now as we record here on Wednesday night. We won't speculate beyond what we know now, so we won't dive into every game in detail in this episode as we normally would, but we are still going to try to talk you through these DFS slates. So let me bring in my predictive analyst colleague, Sean Kerner. Sean, how's
2: it going? What's up? Yeah, like like you said, just my thoughts and prayers are still with Demar Hamlin Um, and his family, you know, I'm constantly checking updates, hoping, um, you know, he gets out of this and, uh, yeah. And then our colleague, Chris Raybon, who's pretty sick right now, um, think about him. Hopefully uh, he gets better soon. Definitely. And uh, of course, my
1: thoughts are with Demar Hamlin as well. Like you, always checking the, the updates there. Uh, this also will be an unusual show for a few reasons, but you know, today Sean and I are going to discuss the two-game Saturday slate, which features the Chiefs versus Raiders and the big AFC South matchup between the Titans and Jaguars. And then we'll dive into the Week 18 main slate with Sean's favorite stacks and some dart throws. So If you heard Sean and I do our Player Projections episode, welcome back for more good stuff. If you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to head over to the Action Network podcast and check out our Week 18 Player Projections episode. All right, we're going to dive into the Saturday slate now. So, Sean, with just two games on the docket overall, how are you approaching the Saturday slate?
2: Yeah, so for uh, QB, um, I think the best play is Jared Stidham um because you know he's pretty cheap he's 5400 um but this should be a very pass heavy game script for the Raiders and he looked great last week against the 49ers and the the Chiefs defense is nowhere near as good as the Niners defense plus Stidham you know we saw how good he looks with having Devontae Adams at his disposal he has Hunter Renfro Matt Collins can make some plays and Darren Waller so uh, he just has a ton of weapons love his upside here um, th- this should also be a game that I, I think a lot of people are going to stack the passing game. So, I do think a lot of people are still going to use Patrick Mahomes at 8,400. And I think he has some massive upside here because he needs 430 passing yards to set Peyton Manning's se- single season record. So, it's an easy matchup. I could see the the Chiefs kind of going the other way to see if he can get there. So, um, despite his heavy roster ship, I think uh, I definitely want some Mahomes exposure in GPPs just based on his ceiling. Um, I think one pivot would be to go with Trevor Lawrence um, just because it is a pass-funnel matchup against the Titans. Um, And I think it was last week you had the over on his rushing prop and he blew over it by like 30, 35 yards. So he has a ton of rushing upside. So I think Lawrence could also be sneaky um, on this slate.
1: Yeah, I was going to actually ask you about that if you'd bring it up, because I know you did mention Zay Jones on yeah. uh, the other podcast. So, you know, I I definitely think Trevor Lawrence is in play on this two-game slate. Let's move over to running backs. What do you got there?
2: Yeah, so like I said, I think the, the passing offenses um, in the Chiefs-Raiders game are going to be heavily rostered, and the rushing attacks in the Titans-Jaguars are going to be heavily rostered. So I think Henry and Etienne um, will be the two highest rostered running backs. So I think it's an interesting pivot play to Isaiah Pacheco at 5,600. Um, so I'll have some lineups where I'm kind of like punting on Chiefs, Raiders, pass catchers, and I'm investing in Pacheco. Um, I, I think it's a good leverage opportunity to do that in some spots. He's he's relatively cheap. He's 5,600, but he should continue to just dominate the early down work. So he's going to benefit from... Uh, Positive game script here. Uh, it's an easy matchup. So, this is a spot where you could break, you know, one or two long touchdowns and really break the slate if you have him and sort of fade. I, I would say like Mahomes and Kelsey in that spot. Um, so, I think Pacheco is one of the keys to the running back position uh, on the slate.
1: I think that's interesting because, you know, his teammate, running back teammate Jarek McKinnon actually has receiving touchdowns in five straight games. And Las Vegas isn't exactly the best against receiving running backs, but that makes it an interesting pivot there as well for another reason on Pacheco. Uh, Any other thoughts on the running back position before we move over to wide receivers?
2: No, uh, like, you know, Josh Jacobs, um, he's 7,400. I just don't see them using him too much here. Um, so he's one of the the higher price guys. I, I think it is kind of smart to to fade. Um, I, I just don't see this as a spot where they're going to use him a ton. Uh, but like you said, I think McKinnon is a smart call, especially if Chiefs and you know Patrick Mahomes do try to get him to 430 passing yards. I think McKinnon's going to go a long way to getting there. So I think stacking Mahomes and McKinnon is also kind of sneaky uh, because I think there is some correlation with that potential game script. Um, so I do like your McKinnon call as well. All right. Now let's
1: move over to wide receivers. Devante Adams up at the top there as yeah. always on the price chart, but where are you looking at for wide receivers?
2: Yeah, obviously Adams is a great play um, at, even at that price point, but I think Juju Smith Schuster is interesting at 5,400. It's easy matchup. Um, also, like I said, he benefits if Mahomes does try to get to 430 yards to break the single season record. Uh, Juju's 102 yards away for from 1,000. Uh, not sure that matters too much for him, but it's always worth pointing out um, for milestones like that. So like him as an overall play, uh, you know, cash game certainly, potentially GPPs if you want to stack with Mahomes, but I think everybody's going to be doing that. So that leads me to my favorite play on the entire slate, and that's Zay Jones who has been way too cheap all year, but now he's finally priced somewhat appropriately at 5k. But, you know, this is going to be a matchup where I think he goes off, you know, like we said, the Titans are a pass funnel defense. So the Jaguars could be pretty pass heavy, even if they get up uh, early in this game. Uh, Plus, you know, Zay Jones has incentives to look out for in week 18 as well. He needs two receptions to get $250,000, and he needs 98 yards to clear 900 yards, which would get him an extra half a million dollars. So he has a lot on the line this week. Um, I think he's going to have a massive game just based on the matchup alone. But once you factor in these incentives, it's just even more reason to think he's going to have closer to a ceiling game here.
1: If there was a, a wide receiver, maybe lower down in the price, you know, chart here for this two-game slate, uh, who do you think you would look
2: at? Oh man, it's it's pretty rough. It is. Um, I think maybe uh, Robert Woods, his price point is pretty fair at 4100 But just watching uh, Joshua Dobbs last week, especially later in the game, he definitely got a lot more comfortable targeting Robert Woods. I mean, he joined, what was it, eight days before that game? So he had no chemistry with anybody. He was just barely learning the playbook. But you could see in the game that he was gravitating towards Robert Woods, which certainly makes sense. He's their top, um, you know, receiver. He's their, you know, their veteran receiver, I should say. So he's the guy that I could see Dobbs leaning on heavily here. So, well, he's, you know, pretty expensive at 4,100. I I do like his upside in this spot. Yeah,
1: Dobbs there. uh, Not quite with a Baker Mayfield level of preparation. (laughs) A few extra days, but uh, now he gets that uh, extra week there as well. All right, let's move over to
2: tight ends. What do you got? So I like Darren Waller at 4,400. You know, he's been tearing it up in the three games since he's returned. And that's despite having a pretty limited role. He's only averaging a 58% routes run rate. So, uh, I mean, in a meaningless game, he they could just keep him there, keep limiting him. Or we could see him shoot up closer to 70% for the final game. We don't really know. But either way, he does have a pretty high ceiling here. Uh, it's a great matchup against the Chiefs, like I said. Should be a pass-heavy game script. So I think betting on a guy like Waller, to have a ceiling game uh, makes sense, especially in a two-game slate. Uh, the cheaper option I love is Noah Gray at 2500 I mean, talk about an anytime touchdown bet. Noah Gray is, you know, he's always a threat for a couple catches and or a cheap touchdown. Um, so on a two-game slate, you know, just having a three-catch game, maybe with a touchdown, that's, that's certainly going to break it. So he's excellent leverage in GBPs. Um, and honestly, he's way too cheap. Uh, At 2,500 for a guy that gets that much usage and such a pass heavy offense.
1: Yeah. And and you mentioned the whole Mahomes 430 yards thing. If that is an angle, uh, yeah. I think this could be a slate where maybe we go two tight ends, uh, use a tight end in the flex. If you want to use Travis Kelsey as one of those tight ends and then use Waller, for example, or if you I guess if you really True. want to get creative, uh, you know, <laughs> then go the one tight end, but make it Noah Gray. I think that's a, a good option as well. But I do for think De- this I- is an interesting spot for two tight ends.
2: How about uh, Kelsey and Gray? If if you're going for the Mahomes 430 angle, stack them both because we already know Travis Kelsey is going to get his. And like I said, at Gray's price point, all he needs is three catches for 30 yards. And honestly, a touchdown at that point would probably be icy on the cake. But if you want to go all in with the stack, I think you just got to go all in Uh, because everybody's going to have Mahomes, Juju, Kelsey. So I think a double tight end stack using Gray and Kelsey is actually – pretty smart GPPs.
1: Yeah, very creative and uh, don't think it'll be used too yeah. much. Any other final thoughts on the Saturday slate, maybe the defensive position or anything?
2: Uh, No, just monitor news. I, I don't think there's any um, really situation worth monitoring right now. Um, I think when it comes to defense, it's pretty straightforward. If anything, maybe the Jaguars um, would make a ton of sense just because They now have a game of film on Dobbs. I think he's very mistake prone. So I think the Jaguars would probably be the top option. So, you know, stacking a guy like Etienne and the Jaguars makes no sense. But like I said, you know, the Jaguars will probably still stay pass heavy. So it's not unwise to, you know, stack the Jags passing attack with the Jags defense. I don't think a lot of people are going to be doing that either. So that could be a sneaky uh, stack as well. I like it. I like these sneaky stacks.
3: Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you wanna enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game, have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 again go to slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details.
1: For more sneaky stacks, we're going to have to move over yes. to the Sunday slate and uh I think you have a couple stacks you like on the Sunday slate.
2: Yeah, let's let's go some uh sneaky stacks here. Let's go with Skylar Thompson and Tyreek Hill against the Jets. Um this is assuming of course that Skylar gets the start. Um, It's still up in the air. But if that happens, I do like stacking him with Tyreek because Tyreek's a generational talent. Um, You know, when Tyreek was on the Chiefs and Matt Moore had to make a couple starts. I mean, he made Matt Moore look like a functional quarterback, a good quarterback, I should say. And Tyreek was still able to post, you know, top 10 numbers, even with Matt Moore under center. Um, so I think, you know, Skylar Thompson, he benefits certainly from the scheme, from having talented receivers like Tyreek Hill and Jen Waddell. So uh, I think he's worth a dart throw despite the tough matchup. I, I think they'll still be able to get it done um, despite the tough matchup. And then the other stack I love is Sam Ellinger and Michael Pittman. You know, this is sort of a yellow stack for uh, Week 18. But like I mentioned, Ellinger, you know, he struggled on his two starts, but they were against the Patriots and Commanders who have very good defensive lines. Um, You know, the, the Colts' problem the entire season was their offensive line. So this is a spot against the Texans where, you know, he'll probably have more time to throw, more time to scramble. You know, Ellinger has massive rushing upside. Um, But I think this is a good spot um to stack with Pittman because this is a, you know, meaningless game. So they might try to get Pittman to some of these milestones where – Pittman needs four receptions to get 100 on the season, Uh, needs 107 receiving yards to get to 1,000. So those are very doable. And those are the kind of things that I think players kind of say, hey, like, I-, I need these to get to these numbers, like, you know, throw me the ball kind of thing. So this is a spot where I think Ellinger could lean on Pittman a little bit more. And he should be able to, you know, it's a Texans defense. So this is a spot where I think Ellinger and Pittman could have a ceiling game.
1: There you go. Uh, one note on Skylar Thompson. Um, I, I really like him as a rushing quarterback. He did a lot of running in college and uh, he did suffer an injury. I think it was in his final year in college but uh outside of that he was a, a a big rushing quarterback and i actually used him as an anytime touchdown bet in the <laughs> week that he got injured in the nfl unfortunately but he yeah. had already made one rush there so you could get some sneaky rush yards from Skylar thompson as well uh in this type of a, a situation uh all right let's move over to some dart throws uh you got any dart
2: throws at the quarterback position
1: do you like darts Ted? oh they're
0: okay, I'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself, yeah,
2: yeah. So I have dart throws for every position. QB, um, it, it's tough, like I mentioned, Skylar Thompson is a great dart throw. Um, however, I think I'm going to get really gross here and go with Nathan Peterman at 4800. Uh, I mean, that's essentially men price for QB now. Um, so he's getting the start for Justin Fields. I can't imagine too many people are going to be on him. Uh, his roster ship will probably be below two percent. Um, but it's a great matchup. You know, he's facing a Vikings defense um, that has really struggled of late. You know, they've allowed eight of the last 11 teams to throw for 300 more passing yards. So while I don't think Peterman will throw for 300 passing yards, I think he could have a good game here. Um, and why not just let him air it out? It's it's going to be a pass-heavy trailing game script. So um, I think at 4,800 with the roster ship as low as it will be, um, I, I think he's worth a dart throw or two and GPPs.
1: Yeah, against the fraudulent Minnesota Vikings and yes. their fraudulent yeah. record that we've been banging the drum on. Still 10 all and 0 season. in one
2: score games. I know, they, they just get blown out or win a close game. That's that's all they got.
1: I saw that chart where if you <laughs> flipped all the one score games, they'd be dead last in the NFL. So, oh
2: my God.
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. How about the, the, the running back dart throw?
2: So, I'm going with uh, Ty Johnson here. He's 4K. Uh, so, that's again, that's essentially men price. For running backs, but he got the start last week. And to be honest, he's looked like the best Jets back the past couple weeks. You know, both Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter um, have been struggling. So it would not shock me if Ty Johnson gets another start here and he's the lead back again uh, against the Dolphins. So he's certainly worth a flyer at mid price here. There you go. What about wide receivers? Got to go with Tutu Atwell um, against the Seahawks. He's 3,400. And while he's had a couple, you know, a couple of quiet games in a row now, he's averaging an 88% routes run rate the past three games. So the Rams, are they're trying to get him as much playing time as possible. You know, he was their second-round pick a year ago, um, and he has a pretty high ceiling for a cheap player. You know, he's always good, you know, for a downfield target or two. Um, the Rams also like to give him a couple of design Russia plays per game. So, um, you know, he's in a good spot here in what should be a pass-heavy game script. Against the Seahawks, so I like him at near price. And then, you know, when it comes to the the Buccaneers, their team, I'm looking out for again. They're they're probably going to be resting um, their starters, so we could see Russell Gage get a ton of play. It, it's hard to say where Russell Gage sort of fits. Is he a starter? They're going to bubble out this week, or are they going to give him a ton of playing time? Um, but it's a revenge game for Russell Gage. So maybe he wants to have a good game in Atlanta here. Same goes with Julio Jones, honestly, but um, he's he's banged up right now on in the injury report. So I don't know if they want to risk it with him. And um, Scotty Miller uh, is 3,600. So, um, you know, he, he could be an interesting dart throw in GPP since he's, you know, their main downfield threat. So they're, they're a wide receiver group. I'm going to see kind of how the, the news shakes out the rest of the week, but I think there is going to be some fancy goodness there. Fancy
1: goodness. I like it. Uh, You mentioned Scotty Miller. You know, I think that's a really interesting one because those downfield threats, they always have a chance to explode for one or two big plays. And if he's going to be getting extra playing time just because of the situation this week, that's a super interesting one to me. Uh, All right, let's move over to
2: dart throws at the tight end position. Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? So there's only one guy worth mentioning here, and that's Colby Parkinson. And he is $2,600 for some reason, but um, Will Disley uh, was placed on the IR last week. So it's interesting to see how the Seahawks were going to handle that. And they actually didn't increase Noah Fant's role much at all. Um, He's still stuck around the 60% routes run rate. So uh, instead it was Parkinson who saw the biggest increase. He had a routes run rate of 77%. Um, he went for five catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. So... Um, you know, assuming he has that underlying usage, uh, he's a no brainer play at 2,600. I don't think his roster ship will be that high. I think he's still sort of under the radar. So he's my favorite play by far. Um, and sort of the sub 3,500 range at tight end,
1: oh, man, these dark throws have been great You're You've picked <laughs> a guy, I think near the bottom of the price point at every single position this week uh so lots of good dart throws out there but that's that's week 18 for you you know yes. we we talked about it you got to monitor in the news you got to figure out where the incentives are which teams will be resting players so that's part of the puzzle of piecing together week 18 any other final thoughts here uh on the saturday or sorry the sunday slate
2: no just as always look into these situations where teams might be resting look into potential milestones single season records incentives I'll probably have more later in the week so uh look out for those Sounds good that's what we'll be doing
1: and that is going to be our show for today thank you everybody for joining us and for more great fantasy content from me Sean and Chris Raybon and our whole Action Network team check out actionnetwork.com and the action network app also a reminder to listen to our full player projections episode over on the action network podcast channel and join us on friday morning for the night shift episode which will cover sunday night football between the packers and the lions as well as our nfl week 18 luck rankings which i have a little bit of a hand in there thanks again for joining us good luck this weekend and we'll see you next time here on the fantasy flex podcast